And welcome back to this week's episode of Until Green Card Do Us Part, a show where the issues that immigration-based marriages made a few feet short of heaven create for American citizens and their families are discussed. I'm your host, John Sampson, CEO of CSI Consulting, and joining me in co-hosting this show is Emily Cortez. Today's show begins our discussion of the Learning Channel's hit TV show, 90 Day Fiancé. So let's welcome Emily back, and let's get started. Well, Emily, we're back on the air, and uh, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm always happy to be back. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, you and I have talked about this uh, a bit, and it's that the Learning Channel, or TLC, program 90 day fiance Uh and all the variations Uh that have come from it uh we've had a whole bunch of them and the interesting thing is that when you and i have talked about it is that we both think that this just promotes marriage fraud yeah i don't like it at all i think it's basically a manual that's Published, you know, broadcast to the entire world about how to get into the United States and, and that's a little bit how gullible even U.S. citizens can be about others' intentions um, and how far we'll go if we're really in love, no matter how foolish you may or may not think a character is on that show. Um, I think it just shows exactly what buttons to push and how to play the system and that if you leave someone as Mohammed did Danielle two weeks after getting his green card. There's no repercussions. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the problem, because now you've got a program or several programs that romanticize this. You know, oh, isn't this wonderful? Um, and, and you know more about how it was, the, the origin and the spin-off and everything, right? Well, I'm not that familiar with the program because <laughs> having lived it, I, I don't have this desire. Oh, to, you're like, why do I need yeah. to watch this? I already, I already know the ending to the movie. Uh, you know, it's anticlimactic for me. Um, you know, but uh-huh. one of the one of the uh, more notorious couples that have been profiled on um, 90 Day Fiance is Colt Johnson and Larissa Dos Santos Lima. And, uh-huh. you know, I'm staring, <laughs> no, I'm staring at a uh, paparazzi site uh, called Star, Starcasm, believe it or not. Uh-huh. And it's dated November 14th, 2018. And it shows uh, Larissa's mugshot for when she was arrested by the Las Vegas Metropolitan Police uh, after she was arrested for domestic battery the previous Saturday. And so yeah. she's been arrested twice, okay? And my understanding, having done some research on this, is that she took what's called a deferred sentence in one of the domestic assault cases that she had, or domestic violence case that she had out of Vegas. And for purposes of immigration... A deferred sentence is a conviction because out of Mm -hmm. necessity, the person has to go before the court and admit to the essential elements of the crime and in effect plead guilty. The court then withholds 
pronouncing the sentence and puts them on a period of probation, which could be six months, could be a year, could be two years, whatever. And at the end of that period of time, if they've kept their nose clean, haven't been rearrested, have complied with whatever the court has ordered them to do, whether it be take, you know, anger management classes, go to domestic violence counseling, whatever, then they're allowed to come back into court. They withdraw their guilty plea, and then a district attorney, by a prearranged situation, dismisses the charges so that there is no conviction. Uh, but for immigration purposes, it is a conviction. So, oh, interesting. So she's got these two domestic violence issues. And there's been a lot of speculation that she's going to be deported, you know, and she's gone out and has told her following, which appears to be relatively. Uh, large as a result. And this is, this is where we, we get into the issue of the popularity of the show and how people buy into this stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, so she was arrested twice, once in June for domestic battery of 2018, and then again in November of 2018. So, like I said, she's got the, this issue that's hanging over her head. So she and Colt ultimately get divorced. And this divorce is played out in all the paparazzi type, you know, tabloid type publications. And to give you an idea of how notorious this is, they both have a post-divorce party. And they're held a a day apart, and they're both held in the same strip club in Las Vegas. Oh, my gosh. And all this is going out on TMZ, E! Entertainment News, all the other, you know, Daily Mail, all this good stuff. So, yeah, I mean, and you're you're familiar with, what's her name? And and Mohammed? Mm. Yeah, mostly with... Danielle and Mohammed, because I feel like I identify mm-hmm. the most with that one. Um, she's middle-aged. She's 41. Now, I may have a couple extra pounds on me, but I'm not morbidly obese. But mm-hmm. still, like middle-aged woman, you know, uh, kind of swept off her feet. I, I think she'd never met Mohammed in person, so that was very, very different um, than my situation where I met my ex in Tanzania, and he moved very fast, asked me to move in right away. Um, all happened very, very fast, but still that she's, you know, basically a middle-aged white woman with some extra pounds on her. And then there's this much younger, so I think they were 41 and Muhammad's 26 from Tunisia and, and a pretty attractive guy. And so in my case, I was, see, I think I was 42 when I first met him and he was 28. So now that I'm 46, he's like 32, 33, something like that. So there's the age difference there. Um, the thing that I remark the most about having followed their story the most is the lack of sympathy and empathy towards her. And she did a bunch of messed up stuff, too. Like, I know she opened accounts with his name and all that. But 
Um, he, she paid for him to come over. They got married. Within two weeks of him getting the green card, he left her. Mm-hmm. Just moved to another, moved to, I think, I don't know if it was Ohio to Miami. Um, and then, you know, they were going to get divorced, but she filed for an annulment because she felt he had used her, and everybody watching the show is like, no shit, Sherlock. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then guess what? Guess what? Okay, listen to this. I actually see this. Uh, I, I have no idea who Nikki Swift is, but I'm at this Nikki Swift site that says, um, Danielle tried her best to get her ex-husband kicked out of the country. Mm, that sounds familiar. First, mm-hmm. she attempted to annul the marriage. That sounds familiar. After he convinced her not to go through with it, she confronted him, accusing him of infidelity and threatening deportation. She says, I felt so used, I filed for annulment. That was my best chance at getting him deported. But then when he begged me for divorce instead, I gave in so he could stay in America. So there's a lot about the language here. It's like she threatened him with deportation. Mm-hmm. She wanted to get him out of the country. It's American who's on, having this bad behavior of having the immigrant potentially go back to their home. It's the goal, it's the dream to come to the promised land, and how dare you? Uh American citizen who is foolish for falling in love with this person, try Mm -hmm. to get them to go back home because they came over on your dime, on your recognizance, on your faith, using your faith, presenting to the U.S. government that this was a bona fide marriage, which it wasn't. And so the way the language really is, is is super interesting to me that, the uh, the media and the the audience does not have empathy or sympathy for the U.S. citizens, where an outsider looks at this and goes, yeah, yeah, this this isn't real. Uh, she's not seeing the signs. Um, she's being too controlling. When you're like, yeah, because the guy's leaving and cheating on her, and they just got married. Um, but I also, you know, this thing about he begged her for a divorce so he could stay in the country. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what my ex did, too. So it's, it's very, very clear from every angle. You look at this. In that case and in my case, this was fraud. And so in polling some of my friends that watch the show, I'm like, do you think these people should be able to stay in the country? And they're like, well, when you ask it like that, of course they shouldn't. You know, if somebody comes in on a work visa or a student visa and they, you know, defrauded the government or they overstay or they really didn't go to the program that they said they would go to, Mm-hmm. They should get deported, and why not with this? The difference being that it's a romantic relationship, and while what can be obvious inside the relationship, I mean, my ex even told me he was using me for the green card. <laughs> Once I, I broke out, I left, like right. this divorce is happening, and he's like, can we please just stay under the same roof as husband and wife? You can even bring your new man, because he told everyone I had a new man. Mm-hmm. And we can all live under the same roof to get a green card. I'm like, he told me he was using me. He never loved me. His goal was to get the green card. But I couldn't prove that. I didn't have a recording of that. No one walks around recording all day. So even though I was told that, there's absolutely no question in my mind. It is definitive. I can't prove it. And so then he gets to stay in the country. So, you know, it's really a question of, you know, when does common sense play in um, when all parties know what's going on, when outsiders know what's going on, but you can't prove it. So, um, again, this just really seems like a manual put out to the universe 
of how to get into the United States and behave without repercussion. No matter what you do, unless there's an annulment, which is so hard to get, mm -hmm. you get to stay. So, you know, there have been several, I don't know, profiles, stories, couples that have been shown on 90 Day Fiancé. And it seems as though the more notorious ones are the ones that are, are more flamboyant. And, yes. okay, so I'm staring at my screen, and I have an article written by Kathy Campbell of Us Weekly. And it says, 90 Day Fiancés, Larissa Dos Santos Lima, arrested by Immigration and Customs Enforcement Officers. So that is, uh -huh. that's not Homeland Security Investigations. That is Enforcement and Removal Operations. And the reason why they arrested her, and I misspoke, I thought she only had two run-ins with the police vis-a-vis -vis domestic violence. No, she had three. And... Uh -huh. The first one was dismissed. The second one, they didn't file charges on her. The DA didn't take it. The third one happened in January of 2019, and that's the one that they had a uh, plea arrangement where they knocked it down to, I believe it's a disorderly conduct. Of, but this is where it gets interesting, and this is where I want to get into it. Um, okay. And it's like 90 Day Fiancé alum Larissa Dos Santos Lima was arrested by Immigration and Customs Enforcement officers on Saturday, September 19th, and this happened in 2020. Uh, uh -huh. And then she posts <laughs> on her social media accounts, Hi, everyone. I'm here with Eric Nichols right now. And so this was at Larissa Lima Real or Real. Just got arrested by ICE uh -huh. when she was about to leave their house and move to Colorado. The TLC star's friend, Carmen Nyes, wrote in an Instagram story on Saturday, we have no clue why. I want to let her family, fans, and friends know that we are going there right now. And as soon as I have more info, I will keep you guys posted. Send me, send prayers. Let me get this straight. Larissa Dos Santos Lima is a foreign national living in the United States who came here as a fiancé to marry Colt Johnson. They got married. For whatever reason, good, bad, or indifferent, Colt never filed the paperwork to adjust her status. He didn't do the 864. Oh. And as a result, oh. she's out of status. And then on top yeah. of that, she gets jammed up for three collars for domestic violence out of Las Vegas, the last happening in January of 2019, which is nine months before ICE arrests her. And you have her friend questioning, why was this happening? And it just goes to illustrate the naivete and the lack of information the average American has about what's going on. Yeah. Okay. But it gets and better. The actual process. Yep. Yeah. So. Yeah. Go ahead. Her rep. Now keep this in mind. She's an, a foreign national, an illegal alien for all intents and purposes, who has a publicity, a publicity person, a publicist. Uh 
Harep told TMZ (laughs) that Dos Santos Lima's legal team was working meticulously on her release and clearing up this misunderstanding and later confirmed Uh she was out of custody and headed to her new home in Colorado. (laughs) Uh, Also, so here's how I got in the middle of this. I get an email from Colt. See, Colt and I have talked over the couple of years that this nonsense has been going on. And Uh at one point, he was going to become a a client of mine. But I think what happened was the producers threw a bunch of money at him because they saw an opportunity to drag this out and to sensational, excuse me, I'm having tongue-tied problems, sensationalize (laughs) this so they can get more advertising revenue and, you know, just ramp up the fan base. So he, he gets a hold of me on September 19th, the day that she was arrested, which is a Saturday, mind you. This is a Saturday. So uh-huh. normal federal offices are open Monday through Friday. Now, they, we have duty officers yeah. that are on Saturday, Sundays, evenings, etc. But the bulk of the personnel are out and, you know, they're off. But they yeah. went out and arrested her on a Saturday. Now, my understanding is she was released either on a bond or on her own personal recognizance. And then she left and came to Colorado. And so when Colt reached out to me, I did some research. And, yes, she got arrested. And then I reached out to the field office director for enforcement and removal operations for ICE here in Denver, who's a good friend of mine, and we used to work together. In fact, I, tr- I was his training officer. And I said, I'm just giving you a heads up because what you're going to have is a publicity nightmare. Uh, and I told him the whole story. And he goes, well, we'll keep an eye on it. So, uh-huh. you know, they, they keep discussing this, that this was some misunderstanding. It's not. That, you know, if if she puts out an Instagram post, thank you everyone for all the prayers, Uh, you know, a a post shared by Larissa Dos Santos. It's in the article. Uh, She subsequently shares a video on Instagram thanking fans for the concern. Hi, everyone, I'm out. Um, And then adding that the people at ICE were, quote, very nice, unquote, and she was quote, good to go. No, she's not good to go. Yeah. All right. So a yeah. couple of points. One, Larissa always complained that Colt Johnson was a mommy's boy because Colt was living with his mother, Debbie, in Las Vegas. Okay. So what does she do? Yeah. She mar- She gets hooked up with Eric Nichols and they move to Colorado Springs and move in with Eric Nichols' mother. So he's, she, swaps, yeah. <laughs> she, she swaps one mommy's boy. Swaps mama boys, yeah. Yeah, swaps mama boys. So here we are. She's in Colorado. Or at least that's the latest information. I mean, it's been all quiet on, on the entertainment news front on this. Um, but here's the thing. When she got arrested, they served her with what's called the notice to appear in removal proceedings. We all know what they are. 
Her initial appearance date on that notice to appear was scheduled for January 12, 2021 at 8.30 in the morning at the Immigration Court in Las Vegas, Nevada, which is where jurisdiction lies, okay? Mm-hmm. And, venue, and venue lies there. So she somehow gets this continued or postponed until March 9th, 2021 at 8.30 in the morning. And this is in front of the Honorable Glenn R. Baker, Administrative Law Judge for for the Executive Office of Immigration Review, which is Immigration Court. Well, she gets it continued Uh again. And this time it is for August 3rd, 2021 at 8.30, still in Las Vegas. Now, the most recent publicity on this case is showing that she and Eric are out shopping for wedding dresses. And it's my belief that she's going to run out, get married to Eric, and then say, you can't can't deport me. I'm married to a U.S. citizen. Eric will file the I-130. The I-130 petition. Here's the here's the fly in the ointment. Yeah. Under immigration law, if you get married to a U.S. citizen while you are in removal proceedings or have an administratively final order of removal against you, that marriage is legally presumed to be fraudulent. It is rebuttable. Uh-huh. You can rebut it. But you have to show through clear and convincing evidence that this is a legitimate marriage. Okay. But now we know it's not that hard to do that. I mean, it's actually really hard to prove that it's fraudulent. It's much easier to to prove by clear and convincing evidence that it's real. I mean, take pictures together, show social media posts. Well, here's like, the thing. With with, with I this feel like but- the bar's not that high. Well, and, and given the fact that this couple, specifically Larissa, is such a high-profile media person that, yeah. you know, every, every element of their relationship is open to the public. Now, yeah. I mean, and Eric, when, when my wife and I watched one of the episodes, I was just shaking my head saying, I can't believe I'm watching this to begin with, because after all, for me, I already know how the story ends. Um, But as she put it, Eric paid for her boob job and her nose job. And she called it Uh an investment in our future. (laughs) And there is an age gap between, (laughs) yeah, yeah. (laughs) imagine that. (laughs) I mean, it, 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 this, this is how narcissistic this individual is. Um, yeah. But she's older than Eric. So, and my understanding is, and, and it's been confirmed, that she left Brazil and left behind a couple of kids that she had. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, this gets better. I mean, she's not a particularly nice person. But that's the thing. Well, you know, you don't have to be a nice person. Nope. <laughs> you know, we both know that. But you got, if you again, we've talked about the long game, right? Mm-hmm. Get here, get married, stay, get through these these criminal things. So they're just a blip, because then you get married, prove that bona fide. Mm-hmm. Then you know probably have some kind of blow up with him. Now you can get the I sixty four support, 
become a permanent resident, become a U.S. citizen, if you care about the kids, bring them right. to the United States where they get all of the opportunities that when you're somewhere else you think you get here. If you live here, you know that's not always the case, but, you know, that's the, the uh, impression around the world. Well, and, and, you and, gotta get to the US. and and here's where it is. Everybody's forgotten the three DV incidents, the, the yeah. three domestic violence incidents. So I don't know how yeah. that's going to weigh in. Now, I do know. This is where it gets really interesting. I know who the head of fraud detection and national security directorate for USCIS here in Denver is. Uh -huh. I can assure you she knows all about this case. Yeah. So it's going to be real interesting to see what happens. What I think is going to happen is, and, and this is probably, if they haven't already gotten married, they will be getting married shortly. And, I mean, while we're on air, I'm going to go look. But if, if she does get married and he files the I-130, I am going to bet you the farm and all the animals that FDNS in Denver is going to look at this case with the jaundiced eye. And they're going to look at it yeah. hard, okay? And the other issue, we're right back to the 864 affidavit of support. If Eric doesn't have sufficient resources to qualify, is his mommy going to file as a co-sponsor oh, for yeah. Larissa? Given the history that this woman has with Debbie Johnson, Colt's mom. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, th this is an uphill battle for poor Larissa. But in the meantime, she's got, you know, all her friends and, and fans out there, you know, stirring the pot and, you know, who knows. So what are your thoughts about all this? I mean, this is. I just, I'm just. I mean, I'm really sitting here with my jaw on the ground. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, there's just so much that's wrong with it. Um, I mean, so when you think about what kind of people you would like to come to the United States, and you say, okay, educated, not educated. For me, personally, I don't care. I think, like, good heart, hardworking, uh, some attempt to assimilate, but not everybody, you know, it's hard to learn another language. Um, but, you know, generally tries to be a good member of the community. Mm -hmm. Ideally doesn't engage in criminal activity. Um, I really know very few people who have until my ex has been arrested within the first year and a half, multiple times for restraining order violations and then for a DUI. Um, you, you, you know, you'd like them to just have some kind of moral compass. And so when you see this woman or my ex engaging in um, physical assault towards their partner, uh, it can be very difficult to actually get a conviction. Did anyone see it? What went on? Was the DA, like you said, one of, you know, the charges weren't uh, filed in one of the incidents. Mm -hmm. So some, you've got to have a DA that's willing to go all the way. You've got to go to trial. You got to get a conviction, which is still reasonable doubt. All of that's really tough, but still, you go. Uh, you really want somebody 
like that in the U.S. I, I actually called the police recently because my ex violated the divorce judgment that he shipped harass and stalk me. And he was below my window shouting in the middle of the night and drunk. And so I just called, put in an incident report. Turns out that this, uh, the officer taking the, the report over the phone says, oh, I know this individual. And I'm like, really? <laughs> and he said, yes. Yeah. I was one of the, the reporting officers on the scene when we arrested him for the DUI last June. Mm-hmm. It's like, I know what this guy's like. Like, he saw him when he's drunk and he's angry. He saw him. And where someone else might not have taken that report, it's like, I can't see who was below my window shouting. You know, how much of a big deal is that? Uh, <laughs> right? You're really going to call the cops because somebody was shouting in the middle of the night? Sure, it could be whatever domestic, you know, what do you call it, disturbing the peace. But I'm sure I would have gotten blown off by another police officer, but this guy knew. And he's like, he's got a lot on his record already. He's got a lot going on. Mm-hmm. And you should be really careful. So, no, he doesn't have a conviction for mm-hmm. domestic violence, but people know he's bad news. And so you go, do you want that kind of person to come in the United States? Think about how you said, you said the word narcissist, mm-hmm. right? Narcissistic, psychopathic, sociopathic. Mm-hmm. What kind of human do you need to be to keep this scam going? To figure out how to, you know, push somebody's buttons. Right. They call it future faking. So many promises about how amazing the future is. You're already living in the future, and you can't let go of it. My ex was fabulous about this. How much he was going to work here. He's going to work two jobs. He's going to be the best husband. He'd love me forever. We'd be this great family. We'd have our own babies. Like, if I saw a red flag or two, I'd be like, but I'd be giving up on that. Right. I didn't have that as an option with anyone else. I'd been looking for a long time. Um, and so, you know, what kind of human is able to play that long game with the emotions and I'll tell of you, another human being? And I'll tell you what that person is. That person is, in my definition, an immigration sociopath. They don't give a damn yeah. about anybody else. They want what they want. Now, let's take this and run it right back to Larissa and her fan base, Okay. In April of this year, she posts an Instagram photo of her trying on a wedding dress. And this, this, and this is where it goes. Uh, the, you know, Larissa took to Instagram to share some new thoughts of hers. She wrote, nobody can go back and start a new beginning, but anyone can start today and make a new ending. The picture used was her, her in a wedding dress, and she tagged Eric in the post. Her followers uh-huh. were quick to ask her what the post was all about. Followers of Larissa were quick to congratulate her. And this is this is where it pays. Getting what you deserved since the beginning. Actions before uh. words. Another wrote, oh my God, did he propose or are you trying on a dress? I have been waiting for this moment. So here you have your fan base who have absolutely no clue what this woman did to Colt Johnson or didn't care. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. So this is, this is where I'm going with this. From what I can tell, they have not gotten married yet. And I'm assuming what's going on 
is that they are trying to script this through the producers of the show to draw the most drama out of it. Okay? Yeah, for sure. In the meantime, she has a court appearance date August 3rd of 2021. It would not surprise me to find out on August 4th that she got yet another continuance. And the reason why they're getting the continuances is so that she can drag this whole storyline of her relationship with Eric. Are they going to get married? Are they not going to get married? Everybody's going to keep on watching the show to see what's going to happen. They're all tuning in to yeah. E! Entertainment, TMZ, and all the other you know, paparazzi-based web pages and news outlets. What I, I, I don't even think I can use the word news outlet. It's, it's more like a rag. Uh, so this, this is, you know, the, the article goes on, this video really made fans think that they are back together and clearly they are thinking about having kids together or not having kids together. Eric finished by saying, I don't want kids until I'm financially set. Mm. Warning, Will Robinson, mm. or danger, Will Robinson. <laughs> I'm not financially set yet. Explain to me how you're going to do the 864. So they've got all these legal machinations that they're going to have to go through to make this work. And lurking in the What's woods. What's the 864 requirement right now, though? It's like, you have to make. I think it got. It actually got raised from like 35,000 to 60,000 under Trump. I think it was. It, it got raised quite a bit. I I don't know do what it that? is at this moment. I would have to go look for it. But originally or initially, what it was that you had to make 125 percent of the federal income poverty guidelines. That was Which it. It's crazy because then that's the requirement to support the immigrant. If you made 125%. Gee, you caught that, you didn't you? Every single dollar. Hey, before taxes even. Right? Yeah, okay. No, sorry. So, <laughs> so, I mean, there we are, boys and girls. Uh, and this, this article that I'm quoting from is from an outfit called DailySnapfish.com. <laughs> and I mean, you know, it's it's is there a spoiler in this season? This season as in now, because this article came out April first of twenty twenty one. It was a month and twenty four days ago. So this nonsense is still going on, and I think it's in year five. Given you know, when when Larissa first came to the United States and we had the whole pre-arrival story of you know him going to brazil the camera crew is there and it's it's all this nonsense going on so this website and it's entitled the daily soap dish has a whole section on the royals in britain okay this is this i believe may be a uk-based website um, 90 Day Fiance has their own section in this, okay? So it's, it's absolutely... Oh, it's like a regular column. It, it, it is. And I, I just sit here and look at this and say, you're just encouraging more of the same. 
And people's emotions are being toyed with and played with. And I just don't know how this is going to end. But it's, it's going to be, and I'm going to be following it for a while, just to see how all of this goes on. Uh, okay, I got to tell you, John, I just looked up on the USCIS um, website because mm-hmm. I knew, I, maybe it didn't go through, I knew Trump was raising the income requirements because they also wanted to make sure uh, there was no chance like they'd, they'd get on, um, you know, the state health plans, the Affordable Care Act, you know, that kind of stuff. He wanted there to be a higher income requirement. I don't think it went through because I see now it says income requirements that you have to show your household income is equal to or higher than 125% of the poverty level for your household size. So, so let's take this to its ultimate I mean, stupidity. That's completely, that's insane. Yeah, all right, because that's here's insane. what happens. Because even I, I make good money, John. Like, I think you know my friend, you know all my details. Right. But that's more than half of my take-home pay. More than half. Mm-hmm. And so I, I'm lucky that I make enough that it's not 100% of my income before taxes. So I'm like, this guy, for the rest of my life, I have to give him more than half of my income, which means nearing retirement, I could never retire. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is completely insane. It's just, okay, sorry, you, you had something to say. I was still processing. No, that's okay. <laughs> that's okay, because <laughs> as you were doing that, I was looking at something else from dailysnapfish.com, 90 Day Fiance Spoilers, (laughs) and Colt Johnson got married, and he married a woman by the name of Vanessa Guerra, Guerra. and uh, my guess is she's an American citizen, if I remember correctly. Uh, Colt Johnson Uh finally revealed that he and current girlfriend Vanessa had tied the knot in a super-secret ceremony a little over a month ago. He said that he had just wanted something for him and Vanessa so he didn't tell anyone about the ceremony at all. Uh, I'm going through this. I'm just trying to, to run through this to see what the hell is going on here. <laughs> Say hello to wifey number two, said Colt, through shocking host Sean Robinson. If there hadn't been a pictorial proof, then I wouldn't have believed it. So, I mean, and then I guess mommy Deb approves because she's calling Vanessa daughter. So, I mean, this is all narcissistic self-absorption, self-absorption, where they want all the attention, the media. And and this is part of the problem with 90 Day Fiance because you get hooked on the attention. You get hooked on the notoriety. You get hooked on all the fans that are following you, texting you, Instagramming you, you know, posting on Facebook, on you know, WhatsApp and, and, and everything else, you know, it, and it, it just perpetuates the problem it is, is, is what I is going on. I did notice, I looked at Mohammed's Instagram. It's only selfies of himself and food. I mean, he has, like, there's no one else in his life, no other friends, nothing else going on. Mm-hmm. And I see that and I go, whoa, that's some serious narcissism, total self-absorption. Yeah. That's the kind of person that's willing to use someone else for and, their own advantage. And, 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 that's the sh- and that's the shame of it all. And meanwhile, these producers are raking in the, in the money, um, as are the advertisers. And, yeah. you know, you, you, you have these U.S. citizens who think, all right, I'm going to be able to have a glamorous, 
life with, you know, notoriety and a fan base and I'll be on television and I'll get some form of immortality, I guess. And it just, it, 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 it's sad. It really is sad for people to take advantage of other people's weaknesses and naivete. And, yeah. and, and in several cases, not all, but several cases, individuals with very poor self-image or they are socially awkward. I mean, at the, pre, at, at the pre-production meeting you and I had, you know, we were talking about when, when you have a guy who's 58, 59 years old and marries a 19-year-old girl from the Philippines, you're not going to be really sympathetic to the U.S. citizen. No. Okay? In fact, if anything, you're going to be, you might hold him in contempt because you're thinking he's a pedophile. Um, but then again, you got to ask the question, what was the 19-year-old thinking as well? And... Obviously, she wants to get to the United States. But, and this is a little controversial, she, for all intents and purposes, sells herself. To be honest. Yeah. To be honest. She sells herself. And I'm going through a case now in Georgia where the U.S. citizen is somewhat older than the Filipina that he married. And it's a very sad situation. But we're going for an annulment. I just don't know if his attorney has the fire in the belly to go for it. It's a small town in Georgia. So yeah. it's, so it's, it's, you know, we're not in Atlanta or in DeKalb County or Fulton County where, you know, you, you've got a more cosmopolitan mix but you're talking about a small town in Georgia that's on the Georgia-Tennessee border, and it's just, I've, I've talked to the attorney, and I'm not getting a good vibe, let's put it that way. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, but I think what we need to do, and you know, I think we're going to call it in a couple of minutes, and we're at 42 minutes mm-hmm. right now. Except I want to say one thing real quick. Go ahead. Jorge and Anfisa. Anfisa is a super notorious gal from Moscow. Um, she came and all she wanted, it was really obvious, all she wanted was Jorge's money. She claimed domestic violence against Jorge for controlling the money. Mm-hmm. He wasn't working yet. Um, and she hit him multiple times on camera. She physically hit him multiple times on camera. And, and I'm like, how does that there's no repercussions for that. Like, I wouldn't hit anybody in private, let alone hit them on camera. Well, did Jorge so file charges or that... call the police? No, he did not. Well, there's part of the problem. No, he did not. But they're talking, you know, this, this other article, In Touch Weekly, is talking about um, that Americans have more right, rights than foreigners when it comes to domestic violence. I'm like, oh, my God. She <laughs> needs to bring awareness to this. And she's hitting him on camera. I mean, that's, that's just part of the, like, the duplicity and the sociopathy. Um, so anyway, I had to get that one in, and then, yeah, well, we could go on. But <laughs> Right. Well, it, it appears I may have misspoken a little bit. I think Colt did actually file a paperwork for Larissa, but after she assaulted him, he pulled it back. So, 
So in that case, you know, he did the right thing. He, he, you know, it's quoted, I'm attempting to cancel her adjustment of status, Colt 33 exclus exclusively told Us Weekly on Tuesday, February 26th. And, I mean, he's 33, she's 32 at the time. So they were close in age. I don't know how old Eric is, but still, like, uh, and what was this woman's name from Russia with Horthain? Oh, Anfisa. A-N-F-I-S-A. Anfisa. Okay. Uh-huh. So she's assaulting this guy on camera. He doesn't call, so he's, he's, he's not filing the complaint. Now, I don't know, perhaps if somebody in law enforcement in that neck of the woods saw this, could they open up a case? I guess they could, but how are you going to prosecute it if the victim doesn't want to testify? So, I mean, theoretically, I've been told that in domestic violence cases that even if the victim refuses to testify, they can still prosecute. Um you know, if, from a legal concept. And I have heard the same, which is also crazy when the victim's like, prosecute, prosecute, and they're like, eh, no. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes. So, I mean, the same uh, theoretical. Yeah. Well, and then it depends on where this situation took place. Because if it took place in a sanctuary jurisdiction, then no one's going to be all fired up to go out and arrest her and put her in, in you know, a criminal proceeding that could result in her being deported. Yeah. So. Correct. I mean, I think what we need to do is just keep up looking at, at 90 Day Fiance. I mean, we can keep going for, for hours on this stuff. Uh, but then again, yeah. we've, we've, <laughs> we've been going for hours for everything else as well. So, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, we're at, at, at 45 minutes. I think what we should do is call it right now, do some more research, come back next week. And if anybody who's listening to this wants to reach out... You just created a new Facebook page, correct? I did, until Green Card Do Us Part. Okay. And that is a companion page to the one I created. And I think we're going to try and resolve the differences between the two and use yours as the primary. Um, but, you know, we've got a couple of technical issues we need to resolve. But... You know, I think that would be great. You can email me at CSI Investigations, with an S at the end, at NetEason, that's N-E-T-E-C-I-N dot net. Um, or you can send us on, on, your, on your Facebook page that you just created. Can they send it to us via... Facebook message. Okay, so yes, that might Facebook be the other message. way to go. Yep. All right. Yeah, and comments, shares, all that would be great. Okay. Well, until next week, I'm John Sampson, and you are? I'm Emily Cortez. And we will see you a week from today. Thanks for listening, and tune in next week when Emily and I continue with the discussion about the TV show 90 Day Fiancé. In the meantime... If you have any comments or questions, please send them to me at CSI Investigations at NetEason, that's N-E-T-E-C-I-N dot net, or log on to Facebook and go to John Sampson at www.facebook.com forward slash John 
that's J-O-H-N, dot C-S-I, and leave me a messenger message. Thanks for listening. I'm your host, John Sampson, along with co-host Emily Cortez. We'll see you next week. 